Welcome to the very first episode of the Up and In podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Nowakowski, and thank you for tuning in. Now, before we get too deep into this episode, I'll do a little introduction so you get to know me. Now, I am 22 years old and I am a sports enthusiast. I grew up watching all the sports, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and I even played a few growing up. Now, if you know me, you know I've tried out podcasting in the past, and the issue I always ran into was I was trying to cover all four sports and keep episodes short, which wasn't the recipe for success. I realized to keep the episodes short, which is what I wanted to do, I had to cover just one sport, and that sport I picked is baseball. Now, I picked baseball and the MLB for a number of reasons. Number one, I work in baseball. I'm an employee for the Los Angeles Dodgers, so I'm close to the game. Number two, I grew up watching baseball from as young as I can remember and going to Dodger games from, you know, as a little kid and until present day, going to the stadium every day almost, you know, when I work there. And I even played a few seasons of baseball as a kid. Number three, I feel like I'm the most knowledgeable in baseball. Um, I feel like I bring a lot of knowledge, since I am so close to the game, to the sport of baseball and to the MLB. Now, my goal for this podcast is is going to be uploading episodes every day. Now, from now until opening day, it's going to be a division preview of every MLB division. Then on opening day, it's going to be a big season preview and predictions episode. Now, following that, the episodes will be going over the games that day and any important news that's going on around the MLB. Now, I'm very excited for this journey and hope you can come along for the ride with me. Now, if you're listening on Spotify, at the bottom of the show description, there should be a poll with a question. Feel free to answer that question. Um, This episode's question will lead us into today's topic which is the American League West. That'll be the first division we will be covering is going to be the AL West. So let's get started with the episode. Now, the AL West had a big, I would say pretty big shakeup. You know, the Mariners made the playoffs finally after a long drought. Big offseason moves were made in the American League West. So the first team that I want to talk about in the American League West is is the Texas Rangers. So, I'm going to be going over their projected opening day starting lineup, what their rotation and bullpen is going to look like, and then get a little bit more in depth about the team. So, the Texas Rangers, opening day, this is probably what we can expect as their starting lineup. Now, um, there have been injuries, so I'll go over those injuries, but this is um, on fan graphs, what the expected opening day uh, lineup is going to be. Now, if I don't agree with something Fangrass has said, I will let you guys know and kind of voice that what I think I think the lineup should be. But here's what their projected lineup for the Texas Rangers is on opening day. Starting at catcher, Jonah Heim. Starting at first base, uh, Nathaniel Lau. Second base, Marcus Simeon. Shortstop, Corey Seager. Third base, Josh Jung. Then you got in the outfield, left field, Robbie Grossman, right field, Adolis Garcia, center field, Bubba Thompson, DH, 
Now, Fangraphs has Brad Miller. You know, I think maybe on opening day it might be Brad Miller. I also think it's a spot we could see Mitch Garver a lot in, in that DH spot as well. But I'll get into that in a little bit. Now, moving to the rotation, their big splash is their new ace, Jacob deGrom. He's going to be the ace of this staff, and he is going to go, uh, the Rangers are going to go as far as deGrom takes them. It's, it's going to be how well deGrom does, shows how far the Rangers are going to go in the season. Then after that, you got Martin Perez, John Gray, Nathan Evaldi, and Andrew Heaney. Now, getting into the bullpen, you're looking at Jose LeClerc, Jonathan Hernandez, Brock Burke, Joe Barlow, Will Smith, Taylor Hearn, um, Cole Ragnus, and Dan Dunning. That's what you're probably going to see in the bullpen again, opening day. Now, they do have a couple of injuries, which might shake up things just a little bit. Nothing huge, though. Um, uh, Laudy Tavares, he was an outfielder for them. He's had a few stints with the team. Um, I think if Bubba Thompson is struggling, um, you know, we could see him maybe get some time in the outfield. Uh, he's dealing with a strained oblique, which happened earlier in um, March. Now, that's the only um, hitter that is injured at the moment for the Rangers. Pitching side, you got Jake Odorizzi and Glenn Otto. Now, Odorizzi is someone who I think we could see in this rotation at some point. Also, maybe make him a long relief pitcher out of the bullpen. Now, Odorizzi, he's dealing with some arm fatigue. That was all the way back in February. And um, so it doesn't look like he's going to be on the roster on opening day. Um, but when he comes back, I'm assuming we'll see him in a long relief position. And if he does well, maybe a starting uh, spot will open up for him. And the only relief pitcher that is injured at the moment for the Texas Rangers would be Brett Martin. He's dealing uh, with soldier, shoulder surgery he had back in January of 2023. Not expected to see him much on the field this season, if at all. So, there's that roster of the Texas Rangers. So, going to, into some of these guys I mentioned in that lineup. One guy who I absolutely love is Nathaniel Lau. Now, he had an absolutely great season last year, and I think he is a very underrated first baseman. Last season, he hit 27 home runs, had 76 RBIs, and hit 302. Now, those were career highs in everything. Everything. He had career highs except for stolen bases. Stolen bases, he only had two. In 2021, he had eight. But the average was a career high by almost 40 points before that his career his uh, highest average was a 264 he hit 302 last year now he's also 26 years old I think what he did last season is repeatable and I think he could even get a little bit better I think we can expect maybe a 30 home run season maybe 80 to 85 RBIs the average will probably see a dip um, that's my assumption, is we're going to see a dip in that average. But Nathaniel Lau, he's going to be a great contributor to this team. And um, I mentioned earlier the DH spot. Right now, it's Brad Miller, um, left-handed uh, left hitter, 33 years old. Uh, he's been with the team for now, I believe, a few seasons. 
But one guy I, I want to mention and throw out here is Mitch Garver. Now, Mitch Garver has struggled the past, man, four, three, four years. And his biggest thing has been staying healthy, really. So I want to go back to his last really good season, 2019. He only played in 93 games. He hit 31 home runs, 67 RBIs, and he hit 273. Now, that was all the way back in 2019. 2020, the shortened COVID season, he also dealt with some injuries, only played 23 games. 2021 in Minnesota, 68 games, also dealt with injuries. Last year with the Rangers, only 54 games, 10 home runs, um, 24 RBIs, and hit 207. Now, He's 32 years old, so he is getting older. But do I think he could somehow get back into that 2019 season? Maybe. Now, not to the extent of that 2019 season where he hit 31 home runs. But I do think we can see 15 to 20 home runs from Mitch Garver um, in that DH spot. And um, I think he is a guy you do need to look out for and watch in this Texas Rangers lineup. Because this lineup, if you look at it, can become very deep. You know, the top of the order, you're going to have Semyon, Seeger, Lau, Garcia. And then after, and you know, those are, that's a solid, you know, five guys to start out your lineup. Solid four guys to start out your lineup. Then you got Josh Jung, you know, 25 years old, young prospect, see what he's got. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, those top five going to be really good. Then after that, the bottom of the order, you're going to need to find some production. That's where I think Mitch Garver might be able to um, fit in. You know, Jonah Heim had a great season last year, had career numbers. Maybe he repeats what he did. Um, But getting into this Texas Rangers team, for every team, I'm going to have an MVP, an X-Factor, and then an under-the-radar player to look out for. So the MVP of this Texas Rangers team has to be Corey Seager. I mean... Corey Seager, he's almost 29 years old, but what is going for him is the shift is gone. Corey Seager is going to have a monstrous year in Texas. The shift is gone now. Now, last year, he still had a really good season. Last year, 33 home runs, career high. Then, he also had 91 RBIs. Now, or Sorry, 83 RBIs. He had 91 runs scored. Hit 245 last season. Now, that average is going to go up. I'm telling you right now, with the shift, we could see that average move up closer to the 300s, 280s and 290s. Corey Seager, by far, is going to be the MVP of this Texas Rangers team. The, the Texas Rangers X-Factor, Jacob DeGrom. You know, it it's very easy. And it's not it's very easy to pick DeGrom for the X-Factor. Now, that's not because um, it's, you know, DeGrom might be shaky during the season. It's not that. When DeGrom pitches, he is one of, you can make the argument, he is the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. But when he plays and pitches, he is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. But the key in that is when he plays. He just gets injured so often. He gets injured so much. You know, just a few days into pitchers and catchers reporting, he had to be shut down, right? He he came back a few days ago in spring training. He's going to be ready for opening day, they say. 
but you just got to wonder how often is this, is this guy going to be on the field? How often he's going to be able to pitch for the Texas Rangers? Now, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be their ace. He's going to be so good for them, you know, because when you send DeGrom out, you, you are confident you're going to win this game. You are very confident in this team and that they're going to get the job done when DeGrom is on the mound. But the key is when, how often is he going to be on the field? So Jacob DeGrom is going to be the X factor of this team. Now, someone that I think is under the radar um, on this team, and it's just because of you know how deep their lineup is, is Adolis Garcia. Now, last year, a few years ago, Adolis Garcia was one of their best, if not their best player. This was before they got Seager, Semyon, all of that. So Garcia, you know, was always the guy circled on the lineup card. Now he's not. Now they're circling Seager. They're circling Semyon. They're now going to be circling Lau after his season last year. So I think this can open the door for Garcia to have a very underrated season where I think he's already an underrated outfielder among Major League Baseball. Now, last season, 27 home runs and 101 RBIs. Also stole 25 bases, and he hit 250. Now, if he can repeat what he did last year, that's a great season. But he's never talked about amongst the best outfielders. Now, obviously, there are guys that are better than him, but I think he is underrated in the scope of the MLB. So someone under the radar on this Texas Rangers team, I think, is Adelise Garcia. Now, there's your season preview for your Texas Rangers. Now, we're going to move on to the next team. We're going to move on to the Seattle Mariners. So, like I said, the Seattle Mariners broke their playoff drought, made the playoffs last season, and defeated the Toronto Blue Jays in the in the wild card series, ended up losing to the Astros in the division series, but nonetheless was a very successful season for the Seattle Mariners. So, opening day, projected lineup. This is what we should be expecting to see from the Seattle Mariners. Your catcher, Cal Rayleigh. First baseman, Ty France. Second base, Colton Wong. Third, be- third base, Inugenio Suarez. I'm so sorry with names. I am... It is late when I'm recording this. So sorry with names. But going to the outfield, left field, Jared Kelnick. Then you got center field is going to be Julio Rodriguez. Right field, Teoscar Hernandez. DH, you're looking at AJ Pollock. I realize their shortstop, JP Crawford, as well. That's the lineup that these Mariners will be rolling out. And then you got their rotation. Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, George Kirby, Marco Gonzalez. And then you get to this bullpen, and this bullpen is absolutely lights out. Paul Sewald, Andres Munoz, Diego Castillo, Matt Brash, Penn Murphy, Trevor Gott, Matt Fasta, Chris Flexton. That's a filthy bullpen. Filthy bullpen. Now, This team, man, on paper, this team looks good. Now, MVP of this team, it's Julio Rodriguez. I mean, again, most of these guys, the MVP is going to be their best player. 
I will say that straightforward going forward. Most of these teams' MVPs is going to be their best player. Julio Rodriguez, I'm expecting big things from him this season. Big things. You know, there you can make the case he could have a 40-40 season. Um, you know, I'll save more talking about that for the season predictions episode. But Julio Rodriguez last season, just, I mean... 21 years old, 28 home runs, 75 RBIs. He steals 25 bags and hits 284. An absolutely amazing season. And he led this team to the playoffs. MVP of this Mariners team is going to be Julio Rodriguez. The X factor is going to be Teoscar Hernandez. This team's X factor is going to be Teoscar Hernandez. He was their big acquisition in the offseason, making that trade with the Blue Jays. Now, the thing with Teoscar Hernandez, the last two seasons, he's done a good job about staying healthy. Now, he has these moments where, you know, he'll miss a week or two here and there. But for the most part, he stays really healthy. And last season, 25 home runs, 77 RBIs. He hit 267. But you look at that previous year, 2021 with the Blue Jays, 32 home runs, 116 RBIs, he stole 12 bases, and he hits 296. Now, if he can get somewhere in between those those years, you know, 28 home runs, you know, 85, 90 RBIs, you know, I think the bigger bases, he might steal more, get up to maybe 10 stolen bases, get that average maybe in the 280s, man. They're going to be a dangerous team. They're going to be a really good team. So the X factor on this Mariners team is Teoscar Hernandez. Now you're under the radar guy, which it's weird to call him an under the radar guy right now. But it's it's Jared Kelnick, really. Um, you know, he was called up and he just struggled in the MLB. He struggled. And it, he looked like, you know, man, this prospect is a bust. It's what it looked like early on. Now, after going back down to the minors, you know, he started to improve. This spring training, he's having an incredible spring training. So much so, he's expected to make the opening day roster. So, under the radar could be Jared Kelnick. If if he has figured out what happened, what he needed to improve, which it seemed like it was he couldn't hit the off-speed. You know, if you watched him, Fastballs, man, if he it was a fastball, he, he could hit it. But you threw him an off-speed pitch, and he looked lost at the plate. And pitchers figure that out fairly quickly. But it seems like he has fixed that. He's adjusted. He's gotten better on this off-speed. So he's going to be under the radar, I think, because, yes, he is one of their former top prospects. But they have also seen what he was like in the MLB. So I think you look at this lineup, and people are going to forget about Jared Kelnick. He's probably going to be hitting at the bottom of the order to start the year. But, man, he can provide some nice ABs. If he can hit for a better average and some pop, he could provide a really nice bat at the bottom of the lineup for the Seattle Mariners. So under the radar, Jared Kelnick. Now, those are your Seattle Mariners. Getting into the next team. We're going to go to the Oakland Athletics. Now, oh man, the, the A's are, you know, I'm, I will keep it brief on the Oakland A's just because, you know, not expecting much from them this season. 
No big offseason moves. I mean, you look at this lineup and you're just like, man, this this doesn't look good. It doesn't look like a good lineup. So, projected opening day lineup. Catcher, you're looking at uh, Shea Langliers. First base, Jesus, uh, Seth Brown, sorry. First base is going to be Seth Brown or Jesus Aguilar. One of the two. One's going to be first base, one's going to be DH. So first is either Seth Brown or Jesus Aguilar. DH, Jesus Aguilar, or Seth Brown. I prefer Seth Brown at first base. I think he's a little bit better defensively than Aguilar is. But, you know, it's kind of pick your poison with those two. Second base, Tony Kemp. Shortstop, going to be Nick Allen. Third base is probably Jace Peterson. Um, Then you go into the outfield. Left field, Connor Capel. Center field, uh... Estuary Ruiz, right field, Ramon Laureano. That's the lineup. Get into the rotation. Um, rotation, their big, their big acquisition, I guess, is going to be this pitcher from Japan, Shintaru Fuinami, 29 years old, almost 29 years old, and signed to Oakland. He's 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 probably going to be the ace of this guy, of this team staff. Because you look at the rest of it, J.P. Sears, James Kaprilainen, Drew uh, Ruchinski, and Ken Waldachuk. You know, they're going to rely a lot on Shintaro to be a good pitcher for them. But, you know, I don't think there are high expectations for the A's. Get into the bullpen. Bullpen's got some decent pieces, probably some pieces we're going to see move at the deadline. Trevor May, Zach Jackson, Danny Jimenez, Domingo Avisado, Sam Mole, Chad Smith, and then Adam Oliver. Now, they do have a couple guys who are injured. Paul Blackburn, he's injured. He's going to be one of the starting pitchers in that rotation. Also, Freddie Tarnuk, he was a guy whom you might see crack the rotation. He's only 25 years old. I'm sure they're going to give him a shot. But Blackburn, obviously, he's probably going to be the ace of the staff once he comes back. Um, and right now, he is dealing. It's a fingernail. Uh, it's a fingernail injury. It seems like a blister in his fingernail. Blisters can always be scary to deal with. So you know they're going to keep a close eye on Blackburn. But MVP of this A's team is going to be Ramon Laureano. Um, he struggled last season. Um, so I think they're hoping to get, you know, better production out of him. Um, last season, it was 13 home runs, 34 RBIs, 11 stolen bases in 94 games, and he hit 211. You know, I think they're hoping maybe he can get that average closer to 250, stay healthy all season, and uh, provide a little bit of production to that offense there in Oakland. Oakland's X-Factor. It's Shintaru Fuhinami. You know, he's going to be coming into the league. Pitcher from Japan. Again, congrats to Japan for winning the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, beating Team USA. Um, That was a great game, great ending, Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout. I don't want to get off subject, though. Sorry. But he's going to be their X factor. Um, Him and Paul Blackburn, I would say, are going to be leading this rotation and so, you know, depending on how well those two do, you know, we'll see if the A's will be able to uh, score enough runs to uh, win some games. 
Now, they're under the radar guy. It's Seth Brown for me. Um, Seth Brown is a very underrated power hitter um, in the league in general. Now, he's almost 31 years old, so he was kind of a latecomer into the MLB. But last season, he had a very sneaky, good, decent season. I mean, a pretty good season for Oakland. 25 home runs, 73 RBIs, steals 11 bags. Now, he hit 230. His strikeout rate, you know, it was it was 26%, you know. Not as bad as it was in 2021, so that went down. But I think he's he's a good power hitter and and he steals bases. He stole 11 bases last season, and the bigger bases, maybe he gets that number up to 15. Maybe he hits closer to 30 home runs. You never know. But under-the-radar guy, um, Seth Brown, is who I would say for the Oakland Athletics. Now, the Los Angeles Angels. Now, the LA Angels made some moves, or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, I should call them. Um, the Angels did make some moves during the offseason, and it's a big season for them. You've got the rumor, you know, Otani's a free agent. You know, are you going to compete this year? Are you going to be able to make the playoffs? And it's going to be tough because you're looking at the teams in this division already that I've mentioned. You know, Seattle, they're going to be tough. Texas is not going to be taken lightly. Texas is still going to be a decent to good team. Oakland, you know, Oakland's going to be Oakland. And then you got Houston, who I haven't talked about yet. I'm going to talk about them last. But you're looking at those teams, and you're looking at how that's just the AL West. It's going to be tough for the Angels to make the playoffs. But, you know, we'll see how they get off to the start of the season. I'm sure there's going to be Otani rumors if they get off to a slow start. I'm sure that's going to be the case. But I'm not here to talk about that now. Here we go. This is what we're expecting for the Angels lineup this season. Their catcher going to be Logan Ohope. He's a big prospect, big name to watch out for on this Angels team. First baseman is going to be Jared Walsh. Second baseman, you're looking at Brandon Drury. Third base, Anthony Rendon. Then your shortstop, David Fletcher. Your outfield, you're looking at Taylor Ward in left, Mike Trout in center, Hunter Renfro in right, and your DH, Shohei Otani. There's that lineup. Now... Getting into this rotation, Shohei Otani's your ace, obviously. Then you got Patrick Sandoval, 26 years old, and he looked really, really good in the WBC. Really, really good. Then you got Tyler Anderson. That was their big pitcher free agency pickup, was Tyler Anderson from the Los Angeles Dodgers after his great season with the Dodgers. Just goes across the five, a little bit farther down on the five to Anaheim to play for the Angels. Reed Detmers and then Jose Suarez cleans up the rotation. Detmers, I mean, he threw there he was part of that no-hitter. He threw a no-hitter. He's still 23 years old, almost 24. So, he's still very young. I know he got sent down to the minors, came back up, looked a lot better at the end of the season last year. So, Detmers as your number 4, you know, he could have a sneaky good season. Now, Getting into the bullpen, they made some improvements, but it it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great for the Angels um, in the bullpen department. 
Carlos Estevez, Jimmy Herget, Ryan Tempora, Matt Moore, Aaron Loop, Andrew Wants. Um, then you got Jose uh, Quiata, Jaime Barria, Tucker Davidson. That's probably what you're looking like in the bullpen. Now that bullpen, that bullpen is going to be a weak point, and you know I think you're gonna hope your starters and often your starters pitch good enough and your offense gives you a big enough lead that the bullpen doesn't have to be locked down. Because if you're relying on this bullpen, you know, for four innings a night to be, you know, giving up one or one run or less, two runs or less, it's going to be a hard task. Um, so this bullpen is definitely the weak point of the Angels. Now, the MVP is going to be Shohei Otani. I mean, obvious reasons. It's going to be Shohei Otani. You know, the two-way player, he's an ace on the mound and and just an absolute machine at the plate. I mean, you can't really say enough about Otani. He's he is this generation's Babe Ruth. Really. That that's the reality of it. He is this generation's Babe Ruth. That is Shohei Otani. Now, last season, Shohei Otani. He hits 34 home runs, 95 RBIs. He still stole 11 bases, and he hits 273. Now, that was just at the plate. I didn't mention any pitching stats, right? I didn't mention any of those yet. That's just his hitting stats. His hitting stats, I would probably call him the MVP of this team. Then you go into his pitching stats last season, right? So... Last season, pitching stats for Shohei Otani. Sorry, I'm having trouble loading them up for some reason. They're deciding not to load. Give me one second. Um, I do know some of you are probably thinking, MVP, it's between Trout and Otani, obviously. But with the way Otani is a two-way player, he is valuable in both departments. Now, Trout's valuable, don't get me wrong, but... Otani is valuable um, in both realms. Trout's, Trout is he is good in the field, and he's good at the plate. Otani is good on the mound and good at the plate. So that's why I put Shohei Otani as the MVP. I don't think there should be a lot of arguments between the two, but I can see the case of why people would be saying, no, it's Trout over Otani for this MVP of the team, but I'm going with Otani. Now, here we go. Shohei Otani told you all those hitting stats, but how about on the mound? 15 and 19, 233 ERA, 219 strikeouts, and 166 innings. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Now, does he repeat that? I don't know if he repeats that those numbers. Um the ERA, I could see it repeatable. The high strikeouts, that was an insane number. But, you know, I think it's something we could he, we could see him. He's going to hit 200-plus strikeouts again if he stays healthy. But MVP of this team, Shohei Otani. Now, the X factor of this Angels team is Anthony Rendon. Now, Anthony Rendon has not played much since he signed that huge contract with the Angels. Um... And it's really hurt not having him in the lineup for the Angels for the past few seasons. But he's healthy. He's looked good in spring. So I think they're, you know, 
bigger expectations on Anthony Rendon. I mean, last season he only played 47 games. Five home runs, 24 RBIs, hit 229. His best season with the Angels was 2020, where he played all 50 he played 52 games, nine home runs, and he hit 286. That was his best season with the Angels. And 52 games was the second most he's played in a season with the Angels. He's played 58 in 2021 and then 47 in 2022. So the X factor is going to be Anthony Rendon. Can we get a glimpse of the Anthony Rendon we saw in Washington? Can we get just a sliver of that 2019 Anthony Rendon? Because if they can just get a little bit of that 2019 Anthony Rendon, you know, 20, 25 home runs, he stays healthy. The average is closer to the 260, 270 mark. Man, then they then they could be a good team. Then you could see, okay, maybe they maybe instead of being sellers at the deadline, they're buyers at the deadline. Maybe that's what what we could see. Now he's so that's why I have Anthony Rendon as the X factor. Under the radar, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro was a um, off season free agent acquisition. And dude's just a straight power hitter. But, you know, he's going to be hitting in the middle towards bottom of the lineup. You know, you have Trout, Otani, Rendon, and Ward. And then you're in this Drury, Walsh, and then Hunter Renfro area. So in the middle towards the bottom of the lineup. And you're telling me that he's going to be there? Last season with the Brewers, 29 home runs. 2021 with the Red Sox, 31 home runs. And he hit over 250 both of those seasons. Man, if they if they can get that production at the bottom of the lineup with Hunter Renfro, that would be huge, absolutely huge for this Angels team. Um yeah, that that, that would be big for them if they can get production like that from Hunter Renfro, which I think they're hoping to get that kind of production from Hunter Renfro. So there is your preview of the Los Angeles Angels. Now the final team is going to be the Houston Astros. Now, luckily Fangraphs has updated um, since Jose Altuve went down. So um, there's still no timetable for Jose Altuve, and it sucks to see him get injured in the WBC same with Edwin Diaz. You hate to see it happen like that. Um, so as of right now, here's the lineup we're expecting to see from the Houston Astros on opening day. Catcher, Martin Maldonado. First base, Jose Abreu. Second base is going to be David Hensley, most likely. Obviously, when, when Altuve's back, that would be his spot. Shortstop, Jeremy Pena. Third base, Looking at Alex Bregman. DH, Jordan Alvarez, big slugger. Then the outfield. Left field, you got Chase McCormick. Center field's going to be Jake Myers. Right field's going to be Kyle Tucker. Then you look at this rotation. Framer Valdez, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, and Hunter Brown, who looked pretty decent last season in my opinion and he's only 24 years old as your five. Then the bullpen. Ryan Presley is going to be the man shutting it down. He's going to be the closer. Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, Hector Neris, 
Brian Stanek, Phil Maton, Seth Martinez, Ronel Blanco. Now, a couple of the in big injuries. I talked about Altuve. Michael Brantley's also injured. You'd probably see him in the outfield. And then Lance McCullers is injured on the mound. Someone who would definitely be in the rotation um, for the Astros. So it's a strained elbow back to February. Um, we'll see how long he's going to be out for McCullers. But there's the Houston Astros team. Man, again, same thing as Seattle. That bullpen is shut down. That is a lockdown bullpen right there. Such a good pen that they have there in Houston. The MVP of this Houston Astros team is going to be Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker is becoming one of the best outfielders in all of baseball. You saw a glimpse of it at the World Baseball Classic with Team USA. You know, he did hit a home run for Team USA. But last season, man, Kyle Tucker had a great season last year. 30 home runs, 107 RBIs, 25 stolen bases. Average was 257. So the average went down a little bit. Last In 2021, he hit 294 with 30 home runs, 92 RBIs, 14 stolen bases. So there was a dip in the average, but again, the shift is gone. That shift is going to help him out so much. Uh, you know, another guy we could see 30-30 season. Maybe 40-40 season. But Kyle Tucker is going to be the MVP of this Houston Astros team. Their X factor, Christian Javier. Um, You know, Christian Javier had a great season last year. But now the question is, can him and Valdez, a lot of questions are him and Valdez, but I want to, you know, I think Valdez, you could see it. Javier, there are a little bit more questions there. Can Javier repeat what he did last season? Because last season he goes 11 and 9, pitches 150 innings basically, and has a 2.54 ERA. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He had a good season. His K's per nine were 11.74. Again, that's really good. So he had a really good season, but can he repeat that? Also had almost 200 strikeouts, had 194 of them in 148 innings, 194 strikeouts. So, Javier had a great season last year. He's still 26. Can he repeat that? If he can repeat that, man, this Houston team is dangerous. Dangerous is this Houston team. You know, fully healthy, you've got McCullers. Valdez and then Javier in a playoff series and then you also have Garcia man that's a rotation I don't want to see in the playoffs and then that bullpen that I mentioned that's a tough out and they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs I mean obviously I have them going to the playoffs you know even though I am a Dodger fan and I'm still upset about 2017 you know this team is so good This team on paper is so good and so stacked. Hopefully Altuve isn't out too long. Hopefully it's not too serious and he gets back on the field. Because that is their one gap right now is second base without Altuve there. Now, under the radar player for this Houston team, 
it's their big offseason acquisition. It's Jose Abreu. Because you look at this lineup, fully healthy. Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman. And then there's Jose Abreu, who is 36 years old. Now, my under-the-radar was between Jose Abreu and Alex Bregman, just because they're hitting 5-6 in the lineup, probably. They're hitting in that area, which is crazy. Because Alex Bregman, you know, had a great second half of the season last year. Now, Jose Abreu, I call it under-the-radar just because of, you know, his season in Chicago last year, um, you know, you saw the power go down significantly he went from 30 home runs to 15 117 rbis to 75 but the average he hit 304 last year that average was really nice for him last year and he played in 157 games he stays healthy and at 36 years old to stay healthy that is a great attribute that's a great plus to have you know so i think jose Abreu is going to be a little bit under the radar I think this ballpark is going to be great for Jose Abreu. You know, I think the power goes back up this year. I think we see the closer to 20 home runs for Jose Abreu. Um, RBIs, I'm expecting it to be probably around the same, though. The average, maybe a little bit of a dip, but I think Houston's going to be a great ballpark for Jose Abreu. But it's crazy to think that their big offseason acquisition is my guy who's under the radar on this team. Now, whether you agree with that or not, you know, that's up to your opinion. Now, I don't want to give my division predictions. I don't want to, you know, put them all down in the standings right now. I'm going to save that for, for the season preview. But there is your American League West. Very interesting division. You know, a lot of a lot of key X factors in that division. You know, a lot of guys... Um, X-Factors are, you know, you got DeGrom and Rendon, guys who are injured that need to stay healthy for this team to be really good. So um, that's going to be the American League West, you guys. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you if you made it this far. I know I went a little long. It was the first episode. From here on out, I want to get the episodes to be between 20 and 30 minutes, hopefully. Um, It was the first episode, you know, had some had some jitters because it's been a while since I've recorded, so I'm sorry if this is doesn't sound great or it's a lot of ums and errs. Don't worry, just with time it's gonna get better. I promise you guys. But again, thank you all so 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 much for listening. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow as we cover the American League Central. That'll be the next division we cover. But feel free, don't don't forget, listen on Spotify, Apple. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, 29joshnoakowski. Um, I'll be posting when these episodes go up, but I think that's going to cover it for today's episode, you guys. So thank you so much again for listening. Have a great rest of your day and peace.